This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by senior fun buns Brandon Funston from The Athletic. It was a topsy-turvy, upside-down, completely drunk week nine of the NFL. Uh, the Broncos, uh, double-digit underdogs, wing on the road against Dallas. The Jacksonville Jaguars went at 9-6 over the vaunted Buffalo Bills offense and Josh Allen. And, of course, there was Josh Allen on Josh Allen Crimes in that game, and I'm already sick of hearing about it. Uh, Atlanta pulling off a stunner against the Saints and the Rams laying an ostrich-sized egg at home against the Tennessee Titans down Derrick Henry. So it was bananas, Brandon. But biggest takeaway in your estimation from a fantasy view in week number nine what is it yeah just my overall takeaway on week nine is it's a big throw away just take week nine <laughs> crumple it up into a crumple it up into a ball wipe your ass with it and flush yep. it down the toilet because yep. that's uh good riddance to week nine bring on week 10 uh listen i know i'm privy to what your biggest takeaway is and i'm inclined to completely agree with you so i'll leave that one for you but i will say uh you know i think it's fair to say after three weeks kansas city we have a problem because this is now Pat Mahomes, three weeks averaging 216 passing yards, less than a touchdown pass per game, two interceptions equal to the number of touchdown passes he's thrown. And just teams, we're seeing them bottle up Tyreek Hill, who hasn't had a big play since week four against the Eagles. God, he's been crazy. under 20 yards uh, in, in terms of the longest reception in every game since then. So. Uh, you know, we'll have to see if Kansas City can get this thing figured out. Obviously, teams are taking away the deep ball, and Pat Mahomes have a hard time becoming a dink and dunker and just kind of being in his head. I think he has a little crisis of confidence at the moment because it seems like all those, like, Brett Farvian kind of plays that he was able to, like, you know, pull the rabbit out of the hat with in past years are just turning into turnovers this year, and I think that's got him. It's got it's kind of messing with him a little bit right now. Yeah, look, uh, there's distractions from his brother and his lame uh, TikTok videos <laughs> as well. <laughs> off the field, blame his brother. That that wouldn't doubt. Yeah, wouldn't doubt. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. He cannot crack this cover two shell, and that's exactly what Josh Allen was struggling with against Jacksonville. So it's kind of in vogue right now with some of the DCs uh, trying to take away uh, some of these, you know, deep, long bombing type teams, and we'll see if that continues. Look, if Mahomes can't get right against Vegas on the road in a game that's going to have a total in the mid-50s, uh, then, yeah, man, you got to start thinking about alternatives for down the stretch mm. uh, if you're a playoff-bound or playoff-trending team for fantasy uh my biggest takeaway has got to be james connor the terminator he's back baby uh come with me if you want to live uh because you know chase edmonds is on the ir uh expected to be with a high ankle sprain so he's out a minimum three to four games i mean this is going to be turn back the clock james connor from 2018 which he was a true blue rb1 in 12 team settings you know, the 21 carries, man, he loved that. 96 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, five catches, 77 yards, and a receiving TD in that shocking win with Colt McCoy under center uh, for this Arizona Cardinals winning in convincing fashion on the road in San Francisco. And now you get Carolina uh, that's limping in. Uh, they got all kinds of problems through the Panthers right now, but they do have Christian McCaffrey back, but still – uh, man, you got to like the setup rest of the season for James Conner. I think at minimum he's a top 15 guy. And hell, it wouldn't shock me if he was like top five down the stretch. 
Yeah, he's suddenly like vintage Pittsburgh Steelers James Conner, fully featured role, showing his wares in the passing game, which he, you know he's very good at. He had those skills, but he had to seed something to to chase Edmonds, and Edmonds we could probably agree is a little better in space, so he was leading in that role. But now now that he's out, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of volume for the. I believe they're either sixth or seventh in in RB uh, total fantasy points as a unit. So it's been a ripe ripe area to be and to get uh you know a vast majority of the touches there is going to be a great thing for james connor again here is a shocking stat of the day it kind of blew me away uh it just shows how efficient james connor has been he's got 26 rush attempts inside the 20 yard line this season out of those 26 red zone attempts 10 touchdowns 10 touchdowns crazy uh the revival he's under and yes i'm going to take the victory lap now i told all you jackals that James Conner was going to be better than Chase Edmonds this season for this reason, because all he does is score touchdowns. And now he's going to have volume on top of that. So it could be a storied finish for the former Pittsburgh Steeler and current Arizona Cardinal. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Funson, here's what we do on the program every single Monday. It is a waiver wire snapshot. So I'm going to throw out a player. This one's a wide receiver. His name is hyphenated. It is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Any interest picking him up, say, in a 12-team or deeper league? If you got any fab cash left, what are you willing to throw at him? Mm, A dollar. Really? (laughs) We're talking three targets. I mean, this is a wide receiver in a Cleveland Browns offense. How's that working out for OBJ? He's looking for a new team. Jarvis Landry? (laughs) Uh, not looking good. I, you know, are we going to live off of the deep ball Donovan Peoples-Jones each week? I don't know if we can. I looked it up. Only four receivers this year have had two catches or less in 80-plus yards, and that's like Quez Watkins. And uh, it's just, you know, it's hard. It's a hard It's a hard place to live, and I don't know that we're going to expect a whole lot of volume in this off, offense for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, look, he's got three touchdowns, 187 yards the last couple of games. So, you know, I mean, it's literally it's touchdown or zero, though. Well, yeah, him. I mean, he's kind of like a Van Jefferson type. Well, that's the other guy. He was one of the four guys. Oh, was he? OK, well, yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> jogged my memory. DK Metcalf was the other one. So there you well, go. I might have just uh, slam dunked your point here uh, with me <laughs> tossing out Van Jefferson. Look, I, I think he's worth you know maybe uh, uh, an Abraham Lincoln. If you're really in need of adding depth at wide receiver, you know, there's some decent matchups upcoming. I'm not saying here in week number 10 against New England on the road, no thanks. Uh, But beyond that, rest of season for this Cleveland franchise, uh, you've got uh, Detroit, yes, in week 11. You get Baltimore. We know the struggles they've had in that secondary in week 12. Got the week 13 bye, then you get Baltimore again. Vegas, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. So, a couple of decent matchups in there. Diamond Peoples-Jones will creep inside the top 40 wide receivers more often than Brandon's giving him credit for. So, I'm saying spend, you know, five, six bucks on him. Brandon, just one buckaroo for DPJ. Number four. All right, let's see if this guy tickles your fancy, Brandon. Elijah Moore of the New York Jets coming off that splashy breakout effort Last Thursday in Indianapolis, in which on eight targets, caught seven balls for 84 yards and a couple of scores, and he caught a touchdown from both Josh Johnson and Mike White, right? So, uh, more. Any interest there, knowing that Corey Davis is going to be back at some point off that hip injury? Yeah, maybe a $2 bill or, uh, you know, three Canadian loonies. Um, <laughs> You're not getting them. I guarantee some people are sitting on a little <laughs> bit of cash or really going to throw – probably going to throw like 10 to 14 out at them, and I think that's reasonable. 
I, I just think it's tough. I mean, Corey Davis expected back. You got Jamison Crowder out there. Is is Elijah Moore the number two? Is he the number three? Uh, who's the quarterback? Like how much? Uh, it's hard. I like to have people that you can kind of like put your, you know, you can kind of have like a pretty good guess about what you're going to get if things go normal. Uh, but there is no normal with the Jets right now. And I, I like Elijah Moore, the talent. I just think you're going to have a little bit of a roller coaster ride with him going forward. Yeah, and I'm not recommending him, obviously, for this upcoming week against the Bills, but you get Miami in Week 11, Houston in 12, Philadelphia in 13, New Orleans in 14, and here's your fantasy playoff schedule. At Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa. Not bad. Not bad at all, but Denzel Mims just needs to stop playing. I know you love him, <laughs> but Elijah, Elijah Moore can play inside and out, so he can, you know, he can seed some of those or steal away some of those snap share opportunities from Jamison Crowder. Uh, and Crowder could work outside, and then Moore can work outside. Just you know, get rid of Denzel Mims when Corey Davis comes back. It should just be Moore, Davis, Crowder, three wide receiver sets, and move forward. Jets. I don't care who's quarterbacking. So I like him a little bit more than you. But again, Brandon's Debbie Downer on this podcast. He thinks this is like a bone dry waiver wire week, and I still think there are some waters to drink from. Number three. And here is another one of those options. I'm going to dip my cup in the river and sip on it. Deshaun. Jackson, Brandon, uh, now a member of the Silver and Black. Of course, a horrific tragedy associated with Henry Ruggs, no longer part of this team. So massive void they need to fill. And Jackson is that guy, a guy that can certainly get down the field and quickly still, even at his advanced age. We saw that on a couple of explosive connections with Matthew Stafford. You know, I, I'm shocked that he, you know, through a hissy fit, it was pouty about uh, not getting more play there. I mean, the Rams are trending to be a probably a deep run playoff team. Uh, now he goes to Vegas right now, trending to make the playoffs as well, but may see a little bit more of a target share. Any interest at all for him in a 12-team or deeper league? Uh, grumpy old man, I'm still on the rocking chair on the front porch, yelling expletives at the kids walking by, but I'm... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'm, you know, it's a dollar for Deshaun Jackson. It's a dollar for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't know which one I prefer, but Deshaun Jackson is a true one-trick pony. I'm trying, I, you know, you can make the, the Henry Ruggs case here, but Hen- Henry Ruggs had more, I think, more on the route tree at this point in their career. He did. Than, he did. Than Deshaun Jackson does. And, and if you make the argument here that, oh, well, you know, they're going to, Derek Carr's going to all these underneath options and then he'll just pop a couple deep shots to Deshaun Jackson. Well, that was kind of the narrative I liked about Deshaun Jackson with the Rams too. And it didn't really work out a whole heck of a lot there. I'm not sure it's going to work out a whole heck of a lot with the Raiders. I'm sure there'll be some nice big plays along the way, but as is always the case with Deshaun Jackson, good luck pinning down when that big play is going to happen. Well, I think there's three games that stand out to me where those big plays could happen. At Dallas in Week 12, Washington in Week 13, at Kansas City in Week 14. So, you know, he's maybe somebody that could springboard you into the postseason if you're in a challenging format, like I'm in a 16-teamer, 18-teamer, 20-teamer. Deshaun Jackson's out there. I'm willing to throw a handful of dollars at him in that case. Remember, Ruggs accounted for 28.3% of the team's air yard share, totaling 12 targets at 20-plus yards over seven games. That's Jackson's role now. He'll have his moments. That's all I'm saying. But you're right. It's going to be wildly unpredictable, with maybe the exception of that three-week stretch that I just laid out. Number two. All right, let's go uh, to a player that maybe is a little bit more exciting for Brandon. Uh, I'm going to say this is uh, tofu with no kind of flavoring for you because it's Devonta Freeman. But, you know, look, we, we can't make no bones about this. I mean, he got double-digit carries last week. He went over the 70-yard mark against Minnesota. 
Uh, you got Le'Veon Bell mixed in there. We don't know when Latavius Murray is going to be back off this ankle injury. Are you willing to throw a handful of dollars at Freeman, who's got some flex appeal here in the near term? Uh, Baltimore this week, drawn Miami on Thursday. Delightful matchup there, Brandon. Yeah, I'd, I'd throw a few dollars at Devontae. I mean, and dare I say it, like, Le'Veon Bell looked really good, too. That's the first time I said that in years. But you know you know what he looked like? Um, he there, there was a little bit of vintage Le'Veon in there. You know how patient he is? Yeah. And he lets things develop, and then he would just explode up the field through a hole and then, of course, lower his head. Uh, to His pad level was always great. He was always a guy that would start off really high, and then he would get low once he knew that, okay, i got to finish this run. Uh, lower the shoulders and then drive through that initial line of contact. He did that late on Sunday, and yeah, I was impressed. I was like, oh, okay, that's old school Le'Veon there. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's always had the patience, but then that next gear we hadn't seen it. And you're right, it's like he he had a little bit more burst to it. And uh, yeah, I was like, man, I kind of want to see a whole bunch more of that and see how much he can sustain that. But I think what's happened is, uh, you know, Freeman and Bell have, have become like trusted guys back there now and you throw Latavius Murray in there and it's going to be a mess I think we can pretty much officially put the final nail in the Tyson Williams uh, oh gosh yeah I'm bitter about that still still bitter but I think right now you can lean on Freeman as that lead guy Um, but there will be others in the mix and and ultimately it's going to be a little bit maddening like it's been all year long but if you're in a tough spot this week Freeman's not the worst uh, guy to throw a few dollars at yeah look with Lamar Jackson running like gangbusters again I mean over the century mark last week if he's going to continue to I mean he had 20 rush attempts now I don't you know if he was averaging like 10.6 entering the week. So if he's going to routinely call his own number 10 to 12 times a game, that can only benefit whoever the crusty veteran is back there yeah. getting a handoff. So, uh, I, you know, Freeman's got some flex appeal uh, with four teams on by Houston, the Giants, Cincinnati, and Chicago upcoming, you know, even on the short week. Uh, rest of season for Baltimore on top of that. Uh, you get the Bears. You like that matchup. Uh, in week 11, then Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Yikes, that's a tough stretch there. Yeah. And then the fantasy playoffs, so you get Green Bay, you can run on them. At Cincinnati, that defense is falling apart at the seams and in the Rams. So, you know, I think in the near term, that's where the value really resides. Maybe if you get desperate, if you got multiple flexes and a 14-teamer deeper league against the Packers and Bengals, the first couple of rounds of fantasy playoffs, Freeman's a possibility. But, yeah, don't go crazy with the cheese whiz. You know, maybe 7 to $9 probably here at most. Number one. All right, top waiver priority time. A guy that's only 14% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. And all he does is uh, continuously score touchdowns. Uh, dare I say, uh, he is the James Conner of the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say he was. he's the James Conner before Chase Edmonds got hurt, James Conner. <laughs> and that is who, Brandon? Jordan Howard. Oh, I, I forgot that we hadn't mentioned actually who we're talking yeah. about. Jordan Howard, yeah. Uh, 27-year-old Jordan Howard bounced around. Always been a good touchdown guy. Um, and... You know, Philadelphia's kind of transformed their offense and become, you know, a a team that was completely ignoring their backfield to being all about their backfield right now. And everybody's getting carries, and especially Jordan Howard surprising us and being the lead guy this week over Boston Scott. 
Miles Sanders will be coming back fairly soon, but I think what Jordan Howard has done, and I know you said something to the quote that Nick Sirianni has talked about, Jordan Howard's going to be be here even when Miles Sanders comes back. So, um, so yeah, you got to take Jordan Howard a little bit seriously at this point. Yeah, you do. I, like Sirianni said, he will have a role. And I think he's going to be a goal line gremlin rest of the season. I mean, he's looked good, Brandon. I mean, he's getting yeah. downhill. They seem committed to the run now. You have a dual threat quarterback. The offensive line is moving and shoving guys around, creating space. You know, whether with the eye test, whether you look at the advanced analytics, he's got 2.93 yak per attempt the last couple of weeks. I, you know, I think Howard is here for 10 touches a week moving forward. And a lot of those touches are going to come knocking at the door. For the Eagles. So, you know, again, uh, let's look at the schedule for Philadelphia rest of the season and kind of give you an idea of when maybe you could play him and how much you'd be willing to spend on him if you're still sitting on a pile of fab cash. You get Denver on the road, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, I have no idea what version the Broncos going to show up at home in Week 10. Uh, You won't touch any Philadelphia running back Week 11 against New Orleans. And you get the Giants and Jets. You like that. And then you got the bye week in Week 14. And then your fantasy playoff schedule is Washington, the Giants, and Washington. So, you know, Washington's been decent against the run, giving up right around four yards per carry the running back position. But, uh, again, Ivan Howard, you know, if he scores another four or five touchdowns the rest of the season, nobody should be floored by that. Nobody. Yeah. And, of course, the key here is, and we kind of saw it, is, you know, you get that running game going, then Jalen Hurts is much better playing off of play action, you know, and having that opportunity to have a legit threat in the backfield the teams have to think about. And that can only help Jalen Hurts, really help the whole offense in general. Yeah, totally agree with you there. So uh, if you want to go upwards of maybe $15, if you even have that kind of coin left, by all means do so with, yeah, believe it or not, Jordan Howard of all people. <laughs> with that, Brandon, before we get out of here, uh, let's talk a, a couple of other options. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, he was a thing. Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, man. I'm pretty excited about it because, uh, you know, you coined the Lady Gaga uh, bad romance uh, reference there, and it is uh, apropos with him. It's up, it's down, you never know. By the way, before we dig into Ramondre, how about the fashion statement by Belichick yesterday? Did you see that? I don't think so. I mean, I saw him on the sidelines. I didn't really know. No, no. This was him walking in to the stadium. You know, he had the sleeves cut off on the hoodie, (laughs) but he was rocking sweatpants and kind of old school 90s, early 2000s. He had one leg pulled up, exposing the calf. (laughs) Oh, man, it was hot. It was so hot. He's a fashion icon. No doubt. No. Uh, but anyway, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, who went over 100 combined yards on 12 touches, played 18 snaps. Uh, do you think he's going to get 8 to 10 touches per week minimum rest of the season? Oh, no. It could easily just as much be a game times uh, healthy <laughs> scratch this week, right? I mean, but I'm Charlie Brown trying to kick the football out of Lucy's hands, and Bill Pilichek keeps pulling it away, and I'll keep going back because I'm, I'm a believer in the talent and, and more so like – I want Ramondre kind of I'm more interested kind of in Ramondre than these other guys because man if that's if the Damian Harris injury happens it puts him out for weeks. Oh, he's he's Ramondre, the guy. Stevenson, he's the holy guy. Cow. And he's catching yeah. balls too. I mean, he could be right. like a legit three down guy. Yeah, so I'm seeing I'm just thinking about that upside and it's it's ample if the if the stars aligned. Don't I don't need that to happen because I don't have Ramondre Stevenson everywhere. I have in some places, but I have Damian Harris everywhere, so I don't really want that to happen. Uh yeah, keep in mind too the fantasy playoff schedule for New England at Indy tough, Buffalo tough, but you get Jacksonville 
in the fantasy Super Bowl. Maybe he'll be that out-of-nowhere guy to go like full Candy Cane Ron Dane from back in the day that could uh, guide you to the promised land. Uh, if you had your choice between Deonta Foreman or Eno Benjamin, uh, who would you go with? Oh, that's a good call. Probably, man. I, you know what? I'll go Deontay Foreman. Um, that's close. That's close. Um, I think the reason is, is James Conner's going to absolutely hog all the touchdowns there in Arizona. Uh, and, and Adrian Peterson scored in his first game, but you could ar- actually argue that De- Deontay Foreman looked a he little He looked better. the best of the – well, and McNichols looked pretty good too. When he yeah, and McNichols did too, but I think we feel like McNichols is going to be the change of pace guy and not be like a leading ball carrier for them most weeks going forward. But, you, you know, if De- Deontay keeps looking a little better than Adrian, he might just be the, the guy there ahead of Adrian at some point. Yeah, I'm with you on Foreman. Uh, he impressed me last night. So I'm going to go with him over Eno Benjamin, who really could be script dependent. They're going to have to be blowing yep. guys you know, out, and then he comes in and cleans up. Uh, before we get out of here, anybody worth a stream this week? It is disgusting out there. It's really disgusting. I guess maybe Teddy Bridgewater is, is has a roster rate low enough. and I mean, it's home game against Philly. It's not great. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would just – I'd be picking up Taysom Hill and, and praying that Sean Payton comes to his senses and decides to go full Taysom instead of sub-package Taysom uh, going forward, and that would be a big winner. But if, if that doesn't happen, then it's uh, – Teddy two gloves for me, I guess. Yeah, it's it's brutal out there when it comes to streaming quarterbacks. I mean, maybe Mac Jones gets you like two fifty and two touchdowns against Cleveland's gonna have to throw because it's really yeah. hard to run on the Browns. But yeah, that's it's tough sledding across the board. With that, uh, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Check me out there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. And as always, until next time. Adios, amigos!